Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corman, Ed Carson, with a look at the action in today's session, Friday, August 4th, and a look at how the week unfolded. Plus, we'll give you your battle plan for the week ahead. That's to come. But for today, Ed, wasn't a great session, and it was a bit of a tough week. We saw downside. Sorry, a bird just flew into my window. Sorry, like... <laughs> Jumped. I guess maybe the market kind of like hit us like that uh, today a little bit, Ed, with downside reversals and for the NASDAQ at a pretty key level. What do you have? Yeah. Yeah. So going to look at all that. Do want to look at a few stocks that are setting up. We'll see if it's a setup or a setup. Uh, oh. Broadcom, Delta Airlines and Toll Brothers. I like it. Uh, all right, let's take a look at the major indexes first. So the NASDAQ today down four tenths of a percent. Same for the Dow, the S&P 500 down a half a percent. Small caps hit less hard today. The Russell 2000 down two tenths of a percent. But as you can see here for the NASDAQ, resistance now at 14,000 and that 21 day moving average. Yeah, so that was disappointing. It's like, okay, you know, around midday or early afternoon, look, all the major indexes, they're moving above or rebounding from their 21-day lines. Here we go. You know, nice, nice shore up of support. Yeah, it was a down week, no big deal. I mean, this may end up constructive. It wasn't like a route this week. It wasn't terrible. This was a this was not a good week. Uh, I think it was the worst week for the NASDAQ and the S&P since March. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, so still close to the 21 day line, still above the 50 day line, 10 week lines. But you have to be, you know, this was definitely a serious loss. It's the, it was a the downside reversal. It's not exactly clear why there was reports of a cyber attack that hit things. But Treasury yields, which knocked the market to start the week, and we'll get to that later. They came down today and the market looked like it was going to rally on that. And then then that faded. I mean, so it's a little discouraging. It does suggest that maybe, you know, like, uh, again, for the past few weeks, we've seen more chop. I mean, there was a steady rise in May and you know, I guess into June. I mean, there was a little bit of a dip the last few weeks. I mean, the NASDAQ is basically sort of down for the past three weeks. I think we're ba basically where we were like on July 12th, you know, which was a nice day. That was, but since then, if you've been making mm -hmm. buys where there's a good chance they're underwater, um, you know, especially if you did it ever since then. And that's just made it difficult, uh, you know, but this could be a positive refreshes. It's just tough right now. Exactly. And not to mention underneath the surface, this is something that you noted. Earnings season was tough this week. There, there were a lot of busts. There were a couple of booms, but a lot of busts, Ed. And even on reports that on the surface, looked like okay reports but the reaction was just not good at all yeah a couple of, a couple of quarters ago you could see companies saying yeah there's okay results and they were cutting guidance and yet you'd still see the stocks rally off of that and this time it's like they were beating and raising guidance but it wasn't raising enough in some cases uh yeah the higher bar it's treacherous and while earnings season is past its peak it's it's not over for sure mm-hmm Okay. Yeah. Like you said, pause that uh, refreshes. That would be great. I mean, this uh, tech heavy index hasn't even come down to that 50 day line yet. And looking at past strong bull markets, you do see some of those consolidations that come down to the 50 day line. So it's not out of the question. I guess that's the other thing too, is it seems 
likely or likelier that we could get a test of that 50 day line. But just because we've closed below the 21 day line doesn't mean that this rally is now doomed and that we've peaked. No, absolutely. Could, we see but doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, every bear market starts with something, but I mean, it's like, I mean, that does seem unlikely. It seems like uh, Charles Harris was saying, you don't normally see a bear market just end like a, you know, end so quickly, uh, but we could have, you know, we'll just have to see, you don't know. I mean, we look, February to March wasn't very much fun and we didn't really take off until early May. So, right. you know, in hindsight, oh, that's fine. This is great. This was bullish. It wasn't so much fun at the time. You know, especially if you were buying in right at the top there in early February. So, uh, you know, you have to keep that perspective both ways. And, uh, you know, there'll probably be better opportunities to be buying later. But just, it's more of a wait and see time right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll stick with the weekly charts. How about that, Ed, as we just quickly look at the S&P 500 here coming down uh, with a decline of over 2% this week. It's now about 1% above the 10-week moving average. The Dow is about 1.8% above its 10-week. And the Russell 2000, holding it uh, perhaps a little bit better, it's 3% above its 10-week moving average. Ed, your thoughts on blue chips, small caps, yeah, I mean, so we saw some weakness, and we'll just have to we'll have to see. Again, I I don't think this was a decisively this was a breaking. We the market rally is under pressure. It's still it's still a market rally. It's not a correction. It's not a full throated bear bull market. You know, we're just sort of sort of in between right now. Mm -hmm. And you already mentioned the ten year treasury yield, so we could just briefly take a look at this uh, coming off uh, quite a bit today, but still a pretty uh, notable week. Um, up more than uh, two two points or so, or it's a, it's above the four percent level, that key level that yeah. we've been uh, keeping an eye on, and intraweek hitting its highest levels in many many months. Yeah, and getting close to a fifteen year high actually, uh, but we fell back below that four point oh nine level, and it was interesting. The two year yield, which is more closely aligned with Fed policy, that fell ten basis points today and for the week. So while the ten year treasury was rising, uh, the short end was actually coming down. Mm-hmm. And let's also take a look at the dollar because it was going up and up and up uh, for <laughs> a while, pulling back in the last two days of the week. But now finding support, at least as of this moment, at the 200-day line versus hitting resistance there as it did yeah, previously. Yeah, bond market, dollar, they're at inflection points too. I mean, they're all just sort of, uh, you know, they're all interlocked with each other. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm going to breeze through some uh, different sector and thematic ETFs. And uh, if at the end of that you have anything else to add, Ed, let me know, and we can uh, we can circle back. But I'll go to the weekly charts of SMH tracking the chips down this week by about three point nine percent. Now touching or almost touching that ten week line for the first time since the breakout that occurred for the sector in mid May. Next on the list, let's take a look at IGV Software, which has been another leading group this year, also taking a pretty hard hit this week, down 3.5%, and now touching its own 10-week line as well. So a key juncture for these leading groups, are they going to find support at this 10-week and bounce, or 
if they continue to digest the gains and build bases, is that what's going to be in the cards? So we'll have to see with those two groups. XLI industrials have also been picking up the pace in recent weeks, uh, taking a little bit of a break this week, down 1.8%, still holding above its 10-week line. Then we have XME, the metals and mining group. We were starting to see progress above the 40-week line, but pulling in a little bit this week, down 1.9%, closing right around that 40-week. Then we have XLE, the energy trade, up this week by about 1.2%. This is the fourth week up in a row in the second week, back above the 40-week line. Then we have XLV Healthcare taking a bit of a break as well this week, down 2.1%, but not as hard hit by any means as uh, chips and software. And then we have ITB. This is the home construction group down, but off lows this week. So trading in a relatively tight range uh, compared with where it was last week, down less than 1%. And then IYT, this is the transports after it looks like five weeks up in a row, down 3.3% this week, but still nicely above that 10-week moving average. So with all that being said, Ed, your assessment, what can we gather from what we've seen underneath the surface with the moves in these various groups? I mean, there's broad-based weakness for sure. At the same time, you could see that there's broad strength in the sense that there's been a lot of sectors that are still looking pretty good. And you could imagine balances. Uh, I could imagine investors who are thinking, I'd like to get into tech and software, but I'm worried about all these earnings. I'd like to, if SMH and IGV could bounce, like those would be things, right. oh, I could buy those uh, rather than, you know, and, and not have the single stock risk. I mean, just, but you could say the same about some other sectors as well. So, uh, you know, again, you know, look, we could, we're at key levels for a lot of things, but it could be very positive. It could be very negative. And, it, you know, we could something right away, but it may take, it, we could also go sideways for a while. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to see what next week brings us uh, opportunities to buy or add or to sell more. And then we will have to see what we get. And next on our list, we want to take a look at one chip name in particular, and that is Broadcom, the ticker here, ABGO, down this week, Ed, but honestly, not by much. This is looking very orderly, and arguably, Broadcom could use a little bit more of a pullback here. Yeah, this was an odd looking base since the left hand side of the base was on this weird spike downward reversal and just that always looks strange like how much is that really the left side of a base. It's almost like a like a where a room is separated by a curtain not an actual door is that really is that really the start of something I don't know, but it has tightened up it has tightened like on a weekly chart it had a three weeks tight I'm not sure if it actually became a four weeks tight. Um, it actually is a little too much of a drop, but actually a drop down towards the 10 week line would yeah. give less of a wedgie feel to this mm -hmm. base. I mean, it just sort of, you know, you take out that day, there is no base, you know, that one day on the left hand side. So having this come down a little bit here, I think it'd be really nice. The RS line is holding up great. I mean, that's mm -hmm. just right at highs. So, uh, Again, you know, you could see a move out to high. You could see a test the 10-week and bounce mm -hmm. up. Uh, but So I think this is acting uh, quite well. It really is. And, yeah, I think a, I think a little shakeout might be nice. So <laughs> yeah. that's why we like those handles on bases, right? The, that last little shakeout of 
week holders. And hey, even better if it can coincide with the bounce off of the 50 day. Next on our list, let's take a look at Delta Airlines DAL, which has been a leader in the airline group. It's been pulling back in an orderly fashion over the last couple of weeks and is now finding support at a logical level. So this too, potentially setting up for a bounce. Yeah, it could be, or it could go the other way. And it just, it's a good point. And orderly, this is the way you'd like to see it. I mean, there were a couple of high volume days, but most of it was on declining volume. Uh, and it's looking- And that was actually a support day. Yeah, like. you're right. That was, you're right. That was a support day. So after, once we got that first little sell off there, mm -hmm. um, that was, that was the issue there. On the one hand, this is the best looking stock in the airlines. On the other hand, some of the other airlines don't look so good. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you might find a foreign one that looks better, but in terms of the U.S. airlines, this looks the best. Uh, but yeah, this one could show, I know it's got, uh, and travel had a mixed week. There were some winners, mm -hmm. but there was also definitely some losers uh, in this. So, you know, uh, if you get a bullish bounce, you know, to get above this trend line that you sort of drew, get above the 21-day line, that could be actionable. You could sort of see this action as a handle to a two-year base if you if you wanted to. Or, you know, though, to be honest, if it came up to that point, it would probably forge a new base by that time um, right there. But so there's reasons where you could, you could look at that. Uh, again, but this one might break down. There's no reason to have to do anything right now. Uh, you know, it's probably uh, some people buy on weakness. That's not really usually our style. And because this could break right through it. I mean, it right. would not be shocking for this to fall 6% next week. And it's like, well, I guess we can put that to the side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wait, wait for that strength after the pullback. That can be helpful. And now let's take a look at TOL. This is Toll Brothers in the uh, builder group bouncing off of its 50 day line, but did it bounce with conviction, Ed? No, it didn't. Not well. I mean, it didn't bounce with volume, but I gotta say overall the week was pretty impressive. That, and, and we looked at the home builders already, yields really shot up uh, and and the home builders just didn't fall that much. I mean, you know, given, given the huge rally they've had, uh, you know, it finally fell a little bit on Thursday, but didn't, you know, came down to the 50 day line, 10 week line. So I think if you get a nice bounce here, yes, it would be nice to have volume. Uh, it does seem sometimes volume is lacking, but it's nice to see it. That's for sure. Uh, and there's some other names in here. I know Lenar was our stock of the day. So there's others that look like this a fair amount. Mm -hmm. So you can decide, you can look around at the numbers, you can look and, you know, uh, more go for an ETF because this is this isn't this is a group where they really do tend to move together. It's not like the solar stocks or some other names where it's like you don't know where they're all going. Uh, right. But but the, you know so, uh, some of those things tend to move together. Uh, so I think that that would be something if it moves out. Look, treasury yields are obviously going to have an impact on this, but there still seem to be some uh, tailwinds for this. Uh, you know, it could be a place to to buy or add on. Uh, with all the caveats, how much do you really want to be adding? Right. With all that being said, though, it does look like a compelling setup. So if we can get the market uh, recovery in place, that would be great to see, to have that uh, bit of wind in its sails to, to help fuel the potential gains here. All right, Ed, what do we need to be thinking about for the week ahead? Well, I, you know, Investors still want to be having somewhat of a defensive stance. They might have taken some profits, trimmed exposure somewhat in the past week. They, if the market continues to weaken, they'll want to continue doing that, maybe more aggressively, because the market may start, you know, especially if the market breaks below the 50-day line. So not there yet. Uh, if the market, on the other hand, turns around, 
you know, probably want to add stuff gradually because the past few weeks we've seen a lot of up and down action. I mean, in the long run, you'll say, well, it was a sideways range, but there was a lot of ups and downs. Just today, if you bought on the highs, right. you know, just on the just on the market, like the NASDAQ was down by about one and a half percent and a lot of stocks were down a lot more than that. So uh, just uh, do so gradually because so you don't get caught out in that situation. But there are a lot of stocks setting up potentially setting up, will they turn out or not? But you definitely want to be ready for that, looking for those early entries. So definitely work mm -hmm. on your watch list this week uh, and look at your portfolio, see what you want to cut out. There's a lot to do because you, there's a lot that could be good or bad in the next few days. So you're going to need to do a lot of work on both sides. And, right. and it's like, uh, and this is important. This is your money. And so you want to be doing this work because there could be really opportunities. There could be a lot of risks. And so you want to be prepared for both going into the next week or two. Exactly. Yeah. Being prepared for all those scenarios. And it's okay to have a thesis on what <laughs> yeah. could happen as long as you are willing to change that if you are presented information that is counter to that thesis. You know, the uh, cup half full scenario is, hey, this could set up a lot of great buying opportunities, but we just have to be patient. And with us being at a critical juncture like you are so great at reminding us that we could see this fail. We could see this fail. We don't have to bounce here. We could see more destruction. So we've got to be prepared for that too. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for watching and we hope you have a great weekend. We'll be back with more on Monday morning on IBD Live, investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details on that. We'll see you there and we'll also see you, of course, at the close Monday afternoon. See you then. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.